One of my favorite authors from my finance days is Meb Faber. He writes a lot of really good quantitatively backed resources, but also has a really good philosophy about investing. He has a podcast that I skim, but this one caught my ear the other day, which is Jeremy Grantham of GMO, who also is a pretty well-known investment writer, uh, but both of them are pretty concerned about the climate. So I have two clips from a recent podcast that they did, and it's around what Jeremy calls the race of our lives. And the first clip is going to bum you out, but hopefully the second clip will give you some cause for optimism. The point is that we are not winning this, what we call the race of our lives. The amount of carbon dioxide extra in the air uh, last year was the highest ever increment. And we don't start winning till A, that gets to zero. And then we have to backtrack. and We have to find a way of pulling it out of the air to take it over the following several decades back down to 280 parts per million. We're currently at 415 and we're surely heading for 550, 600, and I hope not 700, 750, but something like that. And we're going to have to uh, take it out of the air by direct air capture or by biological means, by planting trees and by growing seaweed and doing many exotic things and hopefully getting paid a carbon credit for doing it and hopefully having technological breakthroughs so that the credit we need is, is only $25 a ton and not $250 a ton, because we can afford $25 a ton to get the job done. But we are going to have a lot of pain from the damage we've done to the environment, mainly in terms of greenhouse gases. And it's going to be very expensive and very difficult and highly probably a big chunk of the world, something like 15%, will basically become uninhabitable that currently is habitable, which is a lot of it is the kind of Saudi peninsula and parts of the Sahara and so on, or sub-Sahara, which are bad enough. But the really bad news is that it's most of the Indian subcontinent, which will, in 50 years, when the really bad news occurs, will have 2 billion people on it. And a big chunk of the world's population, which will probably be about nine by then. Okay, so that's pretty bleak. And if you're anything like me, you're pretty bummed out by this and not optimistic that we can do anything to save ourselves. But Jeremy actually brings out some hope for us by bringing up the fact that governments can move fast when it's existentially nece necessary for them to move fast. And he brings up the Manhattan Project. So I'm going to leave you with that and invite you to read the full paper that he's actually written about the race of our lives. I got to tell you a story about the Manhattan Project, which is a perfect example of people think government can't do anything. Listen, guys, if government couldn't do anything, we would not have won World War II. America went from producing cars to producing tanks and jeeps and destroyers pretty damn effectively. And it was all done at the top. It was all planned. It was Galbraith, the economist, was minister of this and that. You know, It was done by an heroic effort. But the Manhattan Project is unique because I knew a, a fellow who was on an investment committee of, of a, a mutual fund that we ran. And we used to meet them four times a year. And this obstreperous committee of scientists and so on used to grill us. And eventually, I discovered that one of them had won the Nobel Prize. I'd met him through the fund for work he'd done decades before I even met him. So he got the prize after uh, six or seven years of working together for work he'd done decades earlier. He'd been taken out of Harvard as an undergraduate physicist, and he'd been stuck in the desert as a 19-year-old or a 20-year-old, working side by side with the Italian Nobel Prize winners and things. What amazing demonstration of out-of-the-box thinking and risk-taking that was going on in the Manhattan Project. I had no idea. And to prove how good it was, he did indeed get a Nobel Prize himself, you know, 50 years later for work he'd done 30 years later. The Manhattan Project took a job that would have taken 15 years easily, and they crammed it into three and a half years. 
by dint of money and brilliance and gathering these people together and using any talent they could get their hands on, like this kid. And if we could do half as well, we would be in great shape. We would definitely make the cut. And the fact is the governments can do it if they get their brains together, if they get their act together. The race of our lives will be decided by the difference between what humans are capable of doing and what we will actually do. We can win this race and along the way, get rid of poverty and so on, if we put our best foot forward. But given half a chance, we mess it up. And that's what I say. Never, never underestimate the power and creativity of the homo sapiens and never underestimate his ability to foul it all up.